Hello, this is episode 209 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Reddy. This podcast is on writing Mindspace. This is actually the 100th podcast I've recorded since lockdown. It's probably the most amended podcast I've ever recorded in a chunk together. And I thought I'd do something really exposing for the kind of milestone. So I thought I'd talk about a process that I don't really talk about with very many people. And that's how I write from two totally different places now. The writing that I've done during lockdown has been very different to the writing I've done in the book journeys that I've written. And in the beginning, I found that quite disconcerting. And also, obviously, there was the element of being in lockdown and the amount that I was plugged into the world to write those pieces. And it was all a bit disconcerting. So it took me a while to work my way through it and really understand how different a writing space it was. So for one writing experience, I actually write from what I call a no man's land place. Whereas with the book journeys, I'm right from the experience that I want others to have while reading. And those are two very different spaces. So the no man's place, which is really thankless, and really rewardless, is the ultimate seed planter space. And once you accept this, it's actually a much easier place to write from. It's a really blank space where you feel for days as if nothing's happening or nothing's connecting. You just keep taking ideas through, and your mind has no emotion or experience with those. You don't reference them back to any time or any experience in your body or anything else. It's a really calm, blank space. It's really quiet. And then you wake up one morning and you write it all out and it's pre-processed and it's complete in a new way. And it's more my natural place of living, in fact. It's non-reactive. There's no personal reaction or personal hold within the writing. It's that real sense that I've never been created by others' opinions of me. And in fact, telling me that I can't do something usually just translates as here you go. But you can't expect any feedback except from a few chosen people around you. It's energetic writing. And if you sit back, you'll see the themes arrive in the most unlikely places. And that might, you know, take a couple of weeks to turn up or whatever. But it's a very true form of me to write, I've realised. The other writing is in many ways what I think of as the torture zone. For me, it's the way that I was supposed to feel through various experiences I've had in my life that I've always had a slight separation to, which is why I can dish them out quite objectively. But it's also a space that you know that others are feeling, predominantly because I've worked with so many people. It's vulnerable, it's dark, it's hurtful. It's quite often actually in my physical body. At the moment, I'm writing from a place of rejection because that's what I'm putting on the page. I'm putting a sense of what you will judge. And the next lines are your tangible judgments that you read. They're the ones that you've already had in your head that I know you're going to have. 
and I'm creating those in my own soul so you can experience them. If you're the ones that are creating them for others by your judgments, or you can release them because you've gone through them yourself. And I create real living environments while writing books to live in these spaces. So if it's rejection or bullying or narcissism or unseen or isolation, whatever the themes are, the nicest one I've done is connection. I manifest these as I need them. And I embody the experiences. And I often feel like I go through days where I wish I had an an invisibility cloak. Because it's quite a challenging process. But the whole time I'm also very aware that it's not me. And I remain very connected to the others in my world who can really see me and stay sane and stay happy. And, you know, that requires a self-care process to do that. And to actually look well, which I think is the biggest judge of your well-being. And it's the one that I always watch for in myself. And so surprisingly, even though I've gone through these journeys over the last few years, I've never looked so well. But maybe that's because it's been a conscious decision for me to stay in that space. So yes, there's a big dollop of me in the podcast, the two extremes that I write from in the two different places. And yes, I prefer the no man's land place of writing now, even though it's not tangible, but it's not as torturous. But the hilarious part for me that I realised as I was writing out the notes for this podcast is that I'm doing both at the moment. I'm doing one for the book and one for the podcast. And I have whole blank days with the podcast at the moment where I don't feel like I'm experiencing anything. And then suddenly I'll sit down and write the finished notes for a podcast, which I think is why I struggle so much to record podcasts and write book journeys at the same time. I never realised that there's a and totally polar opposite experience in creating those for you. And it makes sense to me now why, when I started writing the book's journeys, and I was in those torturous spaces, that I found it very hard to compartmentalise and to continue to record podcasts. There was a whole blank period where I didn't record any podcasts. Whereas now what I've learned to do to perfect is to actually write from both spaces simultaneously. That's a journey that I've made, which I think is actually a really good journey for me because it means that even though I'm doing these book journeys, there's a new level of awareness in me and a new ability to stay in this kind of calm, no-man space that I actually really enjoy. (laughs) It's probably odd to call it no-man's land. I don't know why myself and a friend christened that as a woman, but... um, I think because there just isn't anybody else there except me, basically. It's it's this zone of safeness and security and calmness. And, And it's a blank canvas, basically.